end or get it. And of course, it's 10 a.m. You know what that means. Let's go. Sorry guys, good morning everybody. My name is Rob. This is Ultra Universe Everyday Heroes, the series that covers the more deep, in-depth discussion I can speak. Discussions on things such as history, culture, or in this case, philosophy. We're gonna talk about two philosophers who had similar arguments but in different forms. The philosophy of Aquinas and Anselm. Hope I pronounced this right both proving the existence of God in different ways. Um, this subject came to me when I was reading my uh, little histories books. Um, oh, excuse me. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Uh, <coughs> my little history books, um, this particular one on philosophy. It's a great series. Um, I keep meaning to... Put it up um, on the screen for you guys so we'll do that um and this particular chapter we talked about two um um uh, philosophers with um proof of gods or proving god exists um keep in mind this is not a a um one or the other this is just strictly oh excuse me i'm sorry guys Sometimes it happens. Um, this is just strictly, oh, excuse me. This is just, oh, sorry. This is just strictly um, information from historians. So St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Anselm of Canterbury set themselves the task of proving that God exists. Both came up with some ingenious theories. We are getting this information, by the way, from decodedpast.com. Always want to make sure we shout them out. Um, St. Anselm stated that what later became described as the ontological argument, which St. Thomas Aquinas then took up and developed. So let's break down each of them. So St. Anselm, faith seeking for understanding. Um, St. Anselm, a Burgundian, became Archbishop of Canterbury in 1093. He battled through several theories and then set to defining his conclusions in his Proslogion, one of his books. Anselm claims that God must exist, because the concept of God exists. The idea is synonymous, the, the idea of God is synonymous with what a supreme being, Anselm, believes. Nothing greater than the supreme being can exist, so it must follow that it must exist in reality. So his basis is the theory that most scientists take on things. Oh, excuse me. Most scientists take on things. <clears throat> excuse me. On things. If it is a thing, it exists or if we have a theory behind it, it exists. This is generally thought of in many religions as far as I've been told and talked to about that because we believe it is there. Now, the only time that this goes against uh, general thought, excuse me, is um, when we talk about things that supposedly are real that we don't have the proof of. So this goes into, let's say, cryptozoology, where we believe that there is a creature, we have possible proof, but we don't actually have the creature. So 
the only time, so, so and that I think is what uh, Aquinas might have gone with his part. So really, Anselm kind of goes with what many people think, because we believe it must be real. The other major thing behind that is, is just because you believe doesn't always necessarily mean that it is true, real, or tangible. That is where things like emotions, uh, uh, perceptions, opinions, and personal likes come into play. For instance, I know many people that are sports fans. I personally can care less. Now, this is going to be a very odd example, but bear with me. Does that mean that football is not really a thing or not or not cool? No, that's just a personal opinion. So just because one person thinks something versus the other, that doesn't always work out because everybody has the right to their own thought. Um, in a book by Iris Murdoch called Metaphysics as a Guide to Morals, uh, um, they wrote, invisible in the visible, the uncreated in the created, the great good in the lesser good. Murdoch speaks of the need for certainty, which she describes as a dangerous concept. She says certainty, colon, clarity. In Amsel's spiritual life, these ideas are intimately connected. So this particular author and many others as well thought it was too um, concise of a thought. You're dealing with some things beyond your ability. And the fact that you are literally speaking that one thing leads to another, not like the song, um, sorry, um, but that too much certainty on something might backfire because the minute that something is untangled, your entire basis might fall apart. So there were many arguments, as with many people, against Anselm's proof. So in the time, he had many critics. Oh, excuse me. In Jeremy Harwood's book, excuse me, um, St. Amsom of Canterbury Philosophy, 100 Great Thinkers, he quotes Guanilo of Mortiers, again, and I, I apologize if I mess up these word names, says that Amsom's reasoning allows for many supposedly perfect things that could not possibly exist. So this does kind of go back to the cryptid thing. Let's use Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster. Many people put their life on that those things exist. Now, the thing is, we have no proof one way or the other. Let's take aliens for that matter as well. It's not so much that you're wrong or right. It's that because you have no physical, tangible thing, it's very hard to prove that it is there or it is not there. And when this particular person who you know, criticized him said many supposedly perfect things that could not possibly exist, basically saying Anzome is going way far beyond just saying yes or no and giving us things that there's no way we could actually have. Um, in another quote, Harwood wrote, Anselm's reply was that it was a mistake to apply this reasoning to argue for the existence of anything other than God. So his thing was, is that God as a being is in a whole nother playing field. Now, religious wise, culture wise, um, you know, country to country wise, that is a, that's obviously a truth and a big deal. Me personally, I'm very, you know, I, of, I am of the um, religious thought of, of a God, of, of a God out there. Um, so it's, you don't, you, you never mess with that. That is something that people take very seriously. 
Anzalm really was trying to say that I'm talking specifically about the existence of the supreme being, God, and that's it. He wasn't talking about anything else. He was saying specifically that, which again, still doesn't really help or disprove, doesn't prove or disprove his thought. It's just him trying to, you know, reason. Murdoch applies a modern, more psychological approach, writing, Anselm's proof has interested thinkers because it seems so concise and logical, but neither its Christian nor its logical charm must be allowed to conceal its fundamental sense. The idea of God, in parentheses, he wrote goodness and virtue, crystallizes out of moral activity. Whew, sorry guys. So now we break down the thought of it. So in many religions, whether it's Christianity, Judaism, uh, Muslim, whatever it is, God represents the good of all things. Now in that form, yes, it is very easy to say that there is one thing that, that should be able to follow your, your, your goodness. You know, that's where the soul comes in. That's where a lot of people say that, you know, God gave us all the soul, gave us all the mind, and we do with it what we want, but what we should be doing is, you know, being be, being of right mind, doing the right thing. Does this prove Anselm's thing? No, because obviously these guys were critics of him. But at the same time, it's as if somebody were to say, you know, I believe in the soul because it is a thing and because I believe it must be real. You can't really argue but you also can't prove. So remember, in philosophy, a lot of this stuff is kind of both give and take. I, I'm of the thought that we took multiple philosophers' ideas, and that's what we came up with what we have today, because each philosopher had an idea that makes sense, but not all of them by themselves are what you'd want to live by. I mean, I just read about Thomas Hobbes, who basically thought that there is no good ever in life, and everybody's just purely evil. Now, that is a very harsh take on humanity. And yes, while there is evil and there is bad in the world, one would like to think that that's, you know, that's not everybody, that that the majority of people are, are good. Now, let's move on to the second philosopher who was kind of fighting back, St. Thomas of Aquinas and his five proofs. So these five things are what he wrote. Um... And he basically and he came up in his book, Summa Theologica, otherwise known as Summary of Theology. So the first one, from Aristotle, he took the, the thought, uh, takes the idea of the unmoved mover. There are things which are only moved and other things which both move and are moved. Whatever is moved is moved by something. And since an endless regress is impossible, we must arrive somewhere at something which moved items, other things without being moved. Wow, that's... Wow. Okay, so in order for something to happen, something has to be the one that's happening. And because there is no endless happening, that idea may not work fully for everybody. Uh, his second one, he came from the argument of the first cause, which again depends upon the impossibility of an infinite regress. So let me just double check and make sure I'm understanding what the word regress. Um, okay, so return to a former or less developed state. Um, so in philosophy, uh, logical procedure is continually reapplied to its own result without approaching the useful. Okay, so it's 
this is the the Einstein thing. It's doing something over and over again, not getting any different result. And excuse me, <laughs> I believe that was the you know definition of insanity via Einstein or or uh, whoever uh, the scientist was. Um, the third one, uh, similar to the first, there must be an ultimate source of all necessity. So there must be one thing that causes everything to happen and nothing more. His fourth argument involved perfection. There are various perfections in the world, which must have a completely perfect source. And lastly, even lifeless things serve a perfect purpose. That divine purpose must come from some being outside of all things, whether animate or inanimate. So in short, he believes that all rational knowledge can be gained through sensory experience. You have to see, you have to feel, you have to touch, smell, hear, do, experience to get the meaning. Studying the world shows us the essential nature of things. So he was more of the, if it ain't there, it's not real. If it is there and you can do something with it, that's his thing. So his thought of God was there is a God, but not a physical, not an actual tangible. He thought that the theory was fine and the belief is fine, but there isn't one particular thing that is representation of supreme being. So why were they at odds then if they basically both believed the same thing? Mainly because Anselm, to the the T, to the death, thought God is a thing. We might not be able to find out where, where God is or what God looks like, but God is a physical thing, physical being, I should say. Um, and Aquinas said, Where, where's the proof? Where's the physical body? Where's the physical being? Yes, God is real. Yes, there's a God. But God is the soul. God is the mind. God, in order for God to be a, a, a being, there, there has to be the logic of nature. And he couldn't prove it. So lastly, we're going to say, uh, Tom, Thomism, T-H-O-M-I-S-M, a philosophical theory to prove the exist- existence of God. So this was what Aquinas theory became known as. Thomism's attempts to reconcile Aristotelian thinking with Christianity depends on upholding the distinction between blind faith and reason, therefore between science and philosophy. All right, so that great way to end right here, break it off. Aquinas said, you need to separate the two. Science is one, philosophy is the other. In this case, religion is one, philosophy, science are the others. He was more of the thought that there's all these different things. Excuse me. And that's fine. And, oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Um, and to this day, that's how a lot of things work. You're either of the science realm, the philosophical, or the religious. Now, if you're lucky enough to be very open-minded, you can be of all three. And many people really are. That's why you have such creative thoughts. Now, if you want to jump back into the the alien theory and stuff like that, a lot of these um, historical figures, whether it's philosophers, scientists, religious leaders, that was a big thing too. Really, if you're going to get anything off of these two, it's that the idea of God is a thing. It's real. Um, Again, we're not pushing here. My personal opinion is my personal opinion. You guys at Liberty do as what you do and what you believe. These two felt, they both agreed that God was real. Only thing was, Aquinas said, 
it's a thought. Anselm said, it's a physical being. That was that. So what do you think? I mean, this is why philosophy is so great, because you have two different people with the same idea, just with varying ways of going about it. And this is why I love the unknown so much, because there's no right or wrong answer. Now, if you watched our episode last week about the Megalodon, that was one of those times where science actually did say the giant shark is officially gone. There's no way with the equipment we have that an animal that size will be able to, to evade. So yes, it is obvious that we can prove certain things are no longer a thing. But when it comes to supernatural, religious, um, otherworldly, there's no right or wrong answer. And philosophy allows you to believe what you want to believe. So these two guys, I think they're really cool. These two guys really gave us a good idea of what it means to think for yourself. So whether you believe in the physical or the uh, metaphysical versions, you're both on the same page. It's just how you go about doing it. So we're going to end right here. We hope you guys really enjoyed this. I love talking about this stuff, as you can tell. Um, again, we got that info from decodedpast.com. Go check them out. They have a lot of really cool articles about all sorts of historical um, topics. If you haven't yet, please subscribe. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. If you haven't yet, please subscribe. YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Um, and we'll find any, yeah, these articles are really cool. So if, um, if you want to learn more, go check them out. As always, guys, we will be back for more tomorrow. Happy Sunday. Have a wonderful